Welcome, friends. I'm at the Advent Health Winter Park. I've been here a week now. Um, welcome, Luis Del Pino. How are you? Hi, Hiro. You're looking better than ever. I am? Yes, you lost weight. <laughs> you, you getting in, they, they're getting you in shape over there. <laughs> That's <laughs> wonderful. We have special guest Rami Kutaini. Wow. Favorite yep. philosopher of political science and of uh, whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, good morning. Yes, it's uh, it's Jairo from his hospital bed and Luis Del Pino from his socialist hangout. Uh, yeah, and pneumonia, and uh, you know, it's funny when you said bad blood because that's exactly what they told the uh, the participants in the famous Tuskegee syphilis study. For thirty five years, they used that as the line, as an excuse, Ronnie, in order quiet. not to treat. Be, be, be quiet right now, right now. You be quiet. You don't say that. I'm sorry, Iro. My mother. Use better judgment. Mother. Mother. How are you? I'm good. I'm just writing. Um. I heard the word compassion. This is my mom. Oh. Yeah, she doesn't believe in conspiracy theories unless they Good morning. relate to her personally. <laughs> well, I'm very, very happy to uh, make acquaintance of uh, Rami's mother. Thank you. Um, I have two words for 2021. Ataraxia mm -hmm. and compassion. That's the only two things that are going to get us out of the hole. Uh, ataraxia. Yes. That sounds like a disease, anorexia. No, 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 no. It's not a disease. It's the cure for all diseases. Oh. Anorexia. Ataraxia. Peace of mind. How do you spell that? A-T-A-R-A-X-I-A. -A -A. Ataraxia. The A is non and ataraxia is non being stressed. No anxiety, no, no disharmony in the mind. Just peace of mind, contentment. Taraxia is stress, and ah is the negative of it. That's right. Mm. That's what we all need. That's what we all need. How the heck do we get there? I have some ideas. Anyone that is interested in the in the, in the subject, I will I will just go ahead and talk about it. It's just become. Can somebody be obsessed with ataraxia? Ataraxia. <laughs> no, but we need we need stress. We need some stress to uh, move move us 
know. Well, if we, if, if, if we did not know stress, we would not know ataraxia. Is, <coughs> some, some ataraxia is indication that there's something amiss in the surroundings, so we move away from it. That's right. Or something that will reduce the ataraxia, like hunger. That's a signal indicating that maybe we need uh, to eat something. To eat. So, <laughs> yes. uh, so if yes. we eliminate uh, the stress of hunger, we might uh, starve to death. It is clear that the fact of being is taraxia. So being is taraxia. Any, any thinker out there already made the point. Life is stressful. You David know, Norton. Being is a dynamic interplay of Our having, favorite. not having, like it, disliking, etc. Et so, it, I mean, existentialism should explain at the outset that being is being annoyed. <laughs> it's that axia. And then within being and non being, that's where the mind comes in going, like, okay, what do I do with this? The mind is a prisoner of a dipole of attraction and repulsion. That, that's all, that's all we do all the time. I like David, all these like, I like a dislike, I like a dislike. Welcome David Norton. It's great to see you. Good morning, David. Your audio is off, David. So I rose, I rose on oxygen. Yes. <laughs> I'm on oxygen. He, he's on a diet too. He lost like 20, 25 pounds. He's looking much better. He never was fat. What are you talking about? He was plump. <laughs> he carried it in his legs. You <laughs> <laughs> have a, a little bit, a little a pot belly. Are you, See? are you in the hospital, Iro? Yes, maybe I've, maybe I've lost some muscle mass. No. What hospital are you in? In Winter Park, Advent Health. They're taking very good care of me. Jairo, Jairo, the last thing you lose is muscle mass. The first thing you lose is fat. So don't worry about it. You're not... Uh, All right. Neurogen. Once again, once again, <laughs> Luis shows that he is capable of, of giving straight face lies because it's <laughs> muscle mass that goes before fat. Fat's the last thing that leaves you. What? I need, I need yeah, some data right. on that. Let's go ahead and right, go Bobby. to the data. Let's go to the data. Smoking like a true lefty. <laughs> it can be manipulated. Listen, also, you, started... you can hold up the data and, and lie with any statistic. Rami, you, you started by saying that I'm in the, the socialist uh, hold, uh, holdout, I think you called it. I am not a socialist. Well, no, you're more of a totalitarian. I am. Oh, I, am... <laughs> I am a humanist. I am a humanist. Uh, okay, but what influences you? What influences me? That's a very good question. Knowledge? Of? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, okay. N knowledge of, of, you know, I base, I am what I see and what I process and then I what I act according to. So basically, deliberation is what... Uh, 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 is the, the the basis of my thinking, my feeling, my doing, my non-doing? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So, 
we're all familiar here with the 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 uh, 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 the parable of uh, of, uh, of uh, Plato's cave, or the analogy of the story. Let's not crawl in between. No, 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 no. We are. This is very important. Please tell me all crawled out. <laughs> we, we, we all have our unique experiences, but but how long you, have you been you, stuck in the cave, Luis? Uh, 20 years. 40 years? 20, 20. 20 I, started, okay. Okay. I, started, I started kind of considering the idea of the cave. <clears throat> that means asking questions about asking questions about 20 years ago. Okay. Before I was just a regular guy just trying to make a buck and you know, mm-hmm. uh, paying for the tires and uh, growing my family and taking care of my, myself and my family. But I didn't even know how to, to do that. I, I didn't think. So 20 years or okay. so. 20 so, years you've been out of the cave? 20 years of staring at the, at the, at the cave's priest, casting shadows on the wall and reacting, oh. responding to all this whatever. No, the 20 years when I realized that what was in the cave and the projections were projections. Okay. So, so what if you escape the, the simulation or what you think is the simulation mm-hmm. only to find yourself in another simulation mm-hmm. that was there to fool you into thinking that you escaped the simulation? Very good. <clears throat> All being is, in a sense, in a sense, a simulation because their reality exhibits two... Uh, two qualities or two aspects. One is phenomenal and the other one is non-phenomenal. Phenomenal is anything you can see, measure, touch, uh, conceive, even think. You know, uh, our, our, our mind, which is not material, is still phenomenal because you can, you know you're thinking. Okay, <laughs> so but, okay. it, it is a perception. But there's the non-phenomenal side of reality where anything that is phenomenal is in a sense an illusion or virtual or just a an aspect, okay, so not you, the you, essence. You, you introduced an interesting concept. You, well, I don't know if it's interesting, but you, you said our minds, which makes you sort of an authority, and you said that it's not phenomenal or not based in physical. Well, the, the mind is not material per se. The, 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 the thinking process, you can't, you can't touch it, you, you know. Right, it's, it's, it's uh, not material, it's intangible, it's intangible. But it is still, it, yes, it, but it's still phenomenal in the sense that the mind knows that it is thinking. You know, it, it, it perceives itself. And that perception means that uh, it, uh, the mind is a phenomenal aspect of reality. Anything phenomenal is perceivable in a sense. Anything phenomenal is perceivable. Uh, yes. That's fine, but uh, pull back here. I have to ask, how do you know that you're just not in the larger simulation? And also, is there an end to the simulations? Uh, it, so there is no end because I, I posit, I propose that reality is uh, infinite and eternal. There's no beginning, there is no end. It is a non, never starting, never ending process, dynamic process of being and non-being. Like a zero turning into a one and a one turning into a zero. Okay. At different scales. Okay. You start so that's, with... and, and then, of course, that means that the simulation goes to infinity. Yes. 
Okay, so you said there is no end, and you started with the I posit. So this is your yeah. trap that you're in, right? This is yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's okay. my worldview. That's that's my uh, sure. my uh, my take my take on being and non-being. But you know, I, it's so, so. Let me ask: mine. What if the eternal is the end and non-being too? So that's the deal. So. Uh, non-being is as eternal as being. Okay. And what being if... is not being without non-being because if being was only Okay, hold being, on. Slow down because would... you're talking so fast. You said being <laughs> is not being? No. You said the eternal is being or being is no, eternal. I said the, the, what if the eternal being is, is the end? There is no end in, in, in eternity. Okay, but you're saying there is no end based upon your worldview. Yes. Yes. Okay, can you accept a worldview that states the eternal is the end? The end of what? <laughs> well, um, as a subset of the what, life, the universe, and everything. Mm -hmm. But in essence, the end. Or, and also the beginning. Yeah. The so the, the end is the beginning, the beginning is in the end. This, I'm, I'm, what I'm doing here is giving you bounds and, and something absolute. Yeah. Because the absolute can be a great help for a good, it is a great help for many, many people around the world. But not only that, but it is, it is a place of comfort and ultimate coolness, which is my best definition. Indeed, of indeed, today. indeed. I agree, I agree. Ataraxia, precisely... The, the, the coolness and, and feeling good and feel at ease and feeling not stressed out or in anxiety. That means that you feel harmonic and coherent with yourself and the rest. So that you see no conflict anywhere. There's a harmony. Uh, uh, is In my case, is derived from the fact that there is no end and no beginning, that everything is a dynamic interplay of zeros and ones uh, to infinity and to eternity. Okay, where do those zeros and ones come from? Phenom. Where do they <laughs> phenom? Well, if you describe reality as being phenomenal and non-phenomenal at the same time, or phenomenal and noumenal, you can use that word. A lot of you know, a few people have used that noumenal, the noumenon, and the phenomenon, or phenomena. Uh, so they are the same thing. They're the same. They are the same reality, but they, they look different. So let's put it this way. There is, in my worldview, again, there is one reality. I call it reality because I don't know what, what else to call it. There is one being and not being in a sense of an entity, but of being in the sense of a word of an activity. There is a process, a dynamic process. You can call that reality and there's only one there's only one precisely because there's no beginning and no end so basically anything within again i'm sorry you're repeating your dogma again yeah but i'm, I'm trying to express it in different words to see if, if i can if i can uh, at least uh, explain myself better because it's kind of weird to say that uh, there is one reality that has no beginning and no end because you already say like how how can you say that how can you prove that? And it's the worldview itself 
the 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 bias the cognitive bias that i apply to being which is the, the its own explanation in a sense it's uh, autotelic self self uh, uh self-serving self-explaining so if i say there is one reality and only one you're going to ask how do you know that and i say well it ha there must be only one reality because the reality that I'm talking about is a dynamic interplay that has two aspects, two basic aspects, which is the non-phenomenal and the phenomenal aspect. If you call the zero state or the vacuum state the non-phenomenal aspect of reality, which is zero, and then any, anything other than zero, empty space, empty, you know, complete vacuum, the zero Kelvin, anything other than the zero Kelvin is phenomenal, then I can just uh, explain reality as a series of zeros and ones, which is what uh, quantum mechanics is telling me. Okay, yeah, but so, that's your reality. You're right. Yes, that's yes, yes, reality. yeah, always, always. And, and, yeah, but and then there's, is... got, there's more than one reality because the thing is, everybody has their own reality. You go back to the cave and inside the cave, everybody yes. sees something different. But Even is your reality made up of zeros and ones, just like my reality is made up of zeros and ones? Zeros and or ones. Or is it made of something different? I mean, <laughs> the, in essence, in essence, what you're talking about is the reality is the, the worldview. There are many worldviews, but there's only one world. Uh, 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 so the worldviews are made up of the world, because we are not none other than the world thinking about itself. We are not different from the world. We're not outside the world. We are the world thinking. Of itself. So is my world, my, my, my worldview may be different than from yours, absolutely. But is the world the same? We are the same world. We, there's only one world. Or do you belong to a different world than I do? Because when I look at, at the, around, we look at a tree, we see the same tree. When we look at the uh, Rami, we see the same Rami. We may think differently. We, we, we view him differently. That's a different story. But he is the same Rami. So if we look at reality, we're looking at the same reality. Okay. Luis Del Pino is something of a solipsistic black hole. For sure. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Because if, if reality thinks about itself, just think about it. The questions you asked first about eternity and infinity, that everything is a, it goes to, to infinite. Thinking about thinking about thinking. It's just like you looking at yourself in the mirror and putting another mirror behind you. And, How many Ramis do you see? And, and the more that he talks, the more oh, it's like all that he can do is try to draw you into his worldview, which is in itself his own personal illusion. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't try to draw anybody into it. I just, I just uh, share my, my worldview with other worldviews. But I don't, try to I don't try to convince anybody, that's for sure. Every time you speak, it's just a repetition of the same thing again and again, what and again. I mean, yeah, we're only talking about reality. There's only one, which we have to look at it from different perspectives, but we're always talking about the same thing. Yes, but what, what do you mean by thing? And what you mean by thing is what you mean by thing as you understand thing. Yes. So there is a thing, and in my understanding, it is everything and nothing at the same time, everywhere, and all the time. So it, it that's seems the thing. subtle, but it isn't. It's it's the thing itself, right? Uh, what did Kant say? The the thing in and of itself. 
the, the noumenon, the thing itself. That's what I talk about. But I talk about it about from, from my world worldview, and I understand every time that somebody says, "Hey, that's your view," I say, "Yes, that's my view." What is yours? You know what? What is yours? What makes what makes you tick? What gives you ataraxia? What makes you feel good? What gives you answers to your questions? Even if it's a, a, a solipsistic uh, answer, I don't have a problem with that. You know, I know this is reality looking at itself through different minds. So hence different views because uh, at the conventional side, everything is relative. So if reality is the absolute, anything that is said about reality has to be relative. <laughs> From one convention, everything is relative. But from another convention, the world is composed of the, the, the relative and the absolute. So what is your convention? Is the world relative and absolute at the same time? There are aspects of each. There you go. You don't, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Uh, again, uh, I see reality as a one. Without an exit, there's no exit to reality. There's only one. If you, if what would you go into if you stepped out of reality? Okay. Another reality? The twilight zone. <laughs> oh, in, in the in the in the Bama Hemic, in the uh, uh, in the Hindu sense, you, you'd be uh, you'd no longer be pouring yourself into Atman. You'd, you'd be in Brahma. Brahman. Brahman. Uh, but but that you know that's within that context. Um, there are other contexts. But it's the same con it's the same kind of thinking with different words. You know, Jesus, you know, Jesus, the the, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and and uh, the Holy Mother is the same same thing with different names and different concepts. You know, my, you know, uh, me and my Father are one. This this uh, kingdom is not. Uh, I'm not this kingdom. I'm the other one. He's talking about the the non phenomenal versus the phenomenal. The absolute versus the uh, the relative—it's all the same thing. Is it? However, you dice it, and 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 no matter what words and and ideas you throw at it, we're all talking about the same one thing, which is reality as a whole. Hey, you know, let me take in. You know, you mentioned Jesus. Let me share a story with you that he he said himself that deals exactly with what you're talking about, and it's in uh, John in chapter four, mm -hmm. where he's talking where. Um, it says there was a guy that uh, had a daughter or son or somebody that was really, really sick. And when he heard Jesus was coming into Judea, into Galilee, he went to him and besought him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. And then Jesus said to him, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. So the nobleman said to him, sir, come down and heal my, come down and uh, my child or my child will die. And Jesus said to him, go away, your son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken to him. And he went down on his way and his son was still living. The thing is, there's a phenomena in belief that Jesus brings across there that the man believed in the fact that his son would still live by going contacting Jesus because of the fact that Jesus had superpowers. So the thing is, you have that phenomenon of not only belief in Jesus himself, but there was a belief in the fact that his son would still live, okay? And that sort of thing happens. 
And one thing that is pointed out into this, Jesus said to him, and I think this is more important than anything, unless you have see signs and also uh, wonders, you really won't believe in what is reality. Okay, that's what he's saying. So, you know, the thing is in the substance, the phenomenon of him actually being healed was through belief in the fact that it could be done. So the thing is, it goes beyond the perception of one person looking at one item. And this here little parable, you know, represents many different items that we actually see. And when you look at the word wonder, okay, it goes back into a fact of being a wonder actually means a prodigy. And when you look at a prodigy, what is a prodigy? A prodigy is often looked at someone that, you know, that teaches you something that really sticks in your mind. But it's also an event that can stick in your mind too. So when you're going through life and you see different things that happen to you that stick in your mind, okay, those are parts of nature actually talking to you. But some people will take, instead of looking at the nature talking to them, look at people talking to them and the people become their prodigy, whether they're part of a government or part of a learning system or part of an interest that a person has in things. And therefore what happens is they forget about the natural phenomenon that occurs through just absolute belief in something that exists. So just a point to throw out. I think it's a very good point. <laughs> I think it's excellent. Absolutely. Especially Absolutely. considering, you know, how how many people are willing to buy in to false beliefs, false information. Yeah, well, it happens, especially right now. Uh, take, for example, like uh, um, Iro being in a hospital, you know, with the COVID. Um, you know, the thing is, there's been many signs that are not made public through our media about uh, different therapies for COVID. You know, and there's many things that can be used to actually cure it. But instead, at the forefront, you have, um, you know, the media and everything trying to scare the daylights out of everybody about this disease. You know, it is really ironic because I, I, I go back to when Hiro first sent out the notice that he had, um, that he might have COVID and he was there at the Winter Park Hospital. Oddly, that very same day, my brother was at the Winter Park Hospital too, and he had a huge mask that was taken out of his stomach. And, um, you know, the thing is, he's in much worse condition than Iro is right now. But, you know, the thing is, there are other things that, that happen in life that sometimes maybe sort of coincidences too. I thought it was rather a coincidence that Iro's at Winter Park Hospital at the same time my brother was, you know, and the thing is what that understanding and what that might mean, you know, I don't know. But I do know that, you know, COVID you know, the thing is, I think it's necessary for us to look at the signs of what is out there for the therapies of COVID and look at its reality rather than what we're being told through the medical community, um, uh, actually the political community more than the medical community, because the medical community, I believe, has a handle on COVID and is being handled properly. You know, just like, look at Hyrule, he's getting better now, right? Looking better than ever. Yeah, I know. Right. So he's uh, a, a unit in a, in a mass economic driving system. Yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
That's a nice way to describe a human being. Okay. I'm going for my walk. You take care. It's so good to see you. I hope you recover completely. We had it all back in like early mid March. Mm -hmm. And uh, the only effect it's had on me is kind of a brain fog. I really haven't written any good poems and I've let my mail stack up. I used to be very neat in my room and it's been like 10 or 11 months since I just threw everything away. I I want I would like to read your uh, favorite poem. Okay. May I? Sure. Rami, you have you have a to-do. You have to share your, your mother's favorite poem. Which one? Your favorite this, poem? One right here. this one right here? This one I wrote, it's just <clears throat> conduct unbecoming. That's a thank, good start. To thank, that's the title. To thank, therefore, to be. How boring. She's right up my alley. Wave, I love it already. Wave is me. <laughs> and in our infinite glory, in reverberating passion, we catch a glimpse of flaming windows and land, the panache of finality. But we are never over and over is over roaring for we are mere twinkle children pinched with the flavor of marrow into the dough of his grace that's yes, beautiful that is as, <laughs> that's, that's absolutely I, beautiful I read, I that is austin that is absolutely beautiful it's right up my alley <laughs> I could I could mince every sentence and every word into this worldview, this crazy worldview of mine. Yeah. I understand it perfectly. It just yeah. uh, it just got uh, to the to the very core of my understanding and my and my knowing. So yeah. beautiful, beautiful. It's kind of like you know one of those navel poems. You complete your navel and you disappear up your own butt. That's just being crude. I got to go for a walk and mail this. You take care, y'all. You too. Enjoy Rami. My mother, when he was three, I took him over there for her to babysitting and she was watering. She was pretty, you know, pretty much gardener. She belonged to a garden club at St. Andrews for years. So she's watering her, her Boston ferns and her roses and everything. And Rami's got the hose and she turned around and he disappeared. He's he's over in the neighbor's yard watering there, and she's he scared the bejesus out of her because you know, <laughs> he's three years old. And she never forgot that. That's when yeah. we knew Rami was special. <laughs> Just another human being. Uh, Rami, uh, there are two books that, if you have the time and the inclination, who would like you to look into. One is uh, they're the same uh, the same author actually. Uh, Colin Wilson is a, a British uh, author. Uh, was very big in the 40s and 50s. Actually, I think it was in the 50s. He wrote um, The Outsider. And then he wrote a series of books that had to do with the same theme. Uh, and uh, one of the, the other one that I really enjoyed is The New Existentialism. And I think you'll enjoy that. And, that, and by, the, by your mother's poem, I think she will enjoy that too. Thank you. The Outsider and the New Existentialism by Colleen Wilson. Okay, good. 
So now, Ari, what are you going to talk about? We have 30 minutes left. Hi, Ro. Hi, Ro. I got a question for you. Yeah, so this runs until 9, so after Luis leaves at 8, we can talk about Ramiism and David Nortonism. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about it. Uh, let's talk about it now. What do you mean? Why, why do we have to wait to talk about that? Well, David Nortonism is real simple. You walk out the door and you live what's happening at the moment. You know, and you take and you get take jump you on the computer in. and whatever your interest is, you take and you go there and learn what you can because yourself is your own guide. You know. Let me let simple. me ask you this, David or Rami. Rami. Well, I think uh, Rami. Uh, I don't think uh, Jairo has a problem with uh, with me. He never complains about my ramblings. But you, what you're saying there is just go out there, live life, and you know, just don't don't ask too many questions. No, uh, no it's my, the opposite. Well, is is my way is my worldview fastidious to to either of you? <laughs> and and if it is, if it is, in which sense? How, what, how is it fastidious? How, how is it bothering? What do you mean by fastidious? Define that, please. Uh, fastidious <coughs> is from the the Spanish uh, fastidiar. Fastidiar is to annoy. Is it annoying to to hear someone talk about one reality, eternal, infinite, and with two aspects, and uh, that everything is a uh, just uh, like that, and that there's no way out, there's no way in, and that uh, the mind is actually reality looking at itself, beholding a, itself, with a certain degree of, uh, of accuracy. No, it's not annoying, but it's very repetitive. Well, it, yes. Unfortunately, yes. I, 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 I have a tendency to put every little thing into that bigger box, because it's yeah, so know, comfortable. It's so know, it's so that, big that it's very comfortable to go into it, and I, that's where I find my my peace of mind. Actually, yeah, that's I your mean, cave. I well, I am a human being just like any other human being, but I do notice one thing: is that my worldview allows me to have a <clears throat> I don't know what I call it. Well, maybe I, I should talk about ataraxia. I just feel. Uh, you know, Abraham, uh, Abraham Maslow talked about the plateau experience. Somebody that's constantly out there as if you were on the top of a Himalaya, just looking out in the clouds and, and going and saying, okay, this is it. I am it. This, you know, I've got it. The, a constant eureka moment. And I feel like that Well, when I'm talking to my, uh, my boss while I'm uh, doing uh, commercial transactions, managing the business, fixing problems, putting out fires, driving on I-4. That's, that's uh, so I, I say, well, there's a, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but I'm very happy crazy. Nothing wrong with that. But I see, a, uh, I see many times people look at me like, <laughs> you, you are toast. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Where do you come from? What are you talking about? So that's why I'm asking. I have a reading recommendation for you, Luis. Since uh -huh. you gave me uh, an offer, I, I give you I have a pen and paper. Uh, I recommend reading some George Berkeley. George Berkeley, not familiar. B E K E L E Y. 
B E K E L E Y L E Y Berkeley. Okay. All right. And and what is the title? Isn't there are R it's, in there. I'm sorry. Isn't there an R in the Berkeley? Berkeley. Let me see. <laughs> I I so often uh, depend upon the digital tools. Let me let me ask. Berkeley. That's us anymore. Hiro is correct. Thank you for correcting. Yeah. So. So go yeah, ahead. B-E-R-K-E-L-E-Y. Yeah, you know, I, I love I people that right. with such fine ears as Hiro. This is why you have to survive. That's why I talk to him all the time. It keeps me straight. So I recommend the starting with uh, a new theory of vision. Mm, I like it already. It's a dialogue between characters that he created. It's wonderful. It's in that old Greek style. And anything after that one, just in case? Mm, that's gonna be that's gonna be big enough for you for now. Okay, okay. All right. I'll go at it. I'll go at it. Can he can he cheat by going straight to the Wikipedia? That's the first thing I'm gonna there, do. There are better summaries than Wikipedia. Plus Wikipedia is edited by people with uh, with agendas. Yeah, so. absolutely. So they sort of frame your mind and teach you how to think in their way. Well, but if you know that, if you know that, it won't affect you. As a matter of fact, it will make you wiser. <laughs> well, not necessarily, because what, what it'll do is, is limit. You could be spending your time actually getting the knowledge versus a, a, a minimized or, a, or a, a blinders version of it. Mm. No, I always like to read the words from the author. But I also like to see the historical, cultural uh, background, uh, you know, because it, it's important to know uh, to know who you're reading and why they are writing what they're writing. You know, so if you read somebody that was uh, in Paris in 1789, that frames a little bit. Oh yeah, there was a revolution. There was social injustice. Uh, people were starving in the streets. There was a, a nasty king out there. Uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's good to know the author, read the author, and then uh, study around the author. Because if you don't know the author, the, the background, just sometimes the author himself will, will bias to you. So that's why I like this super perspective where I, I look at everything and everybody, and then I make up my mind. It's a beautiful morning in Winter Park. Yeah, nice. Eastbound yeah. window, Hiro? Yeah, nice view. <laughs> what, hey, you need to change your room. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that reminds me of cheap hotels that I used to stay at when I was on the road all the time. That but you can see depressing. the in that, can't you, Hiro? It's beautiful. I can almost see the sun coming up. Oh, lovely. <laughs> You're it lucky you like can see the sky. <laughs> I, I look like I'm in a prison. Yes. Where this are the guards? Plato's cave. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got your own right there, Kai. I wrote. <laughs> All right. Esse is percipi. To be is to be perceived. Right there. We just talked about that. Phenomena is anything that can be perceived. So the mind is also a phenomenon. It may not be. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is nice, nice. I'm already hooked up. 
Remember, it's not there to support your worldview. It's funny that you would say that. I always try to read and, and exchange more and share more to see if somebody can prove me wrong. I'm very scientific in my, in my ways because um, uh, it has to be uh, just like any theory, right? You have to be able to question it, uh, deconstruct it, talk about it. And see and see if there is any holes. You know, is is, is something inconsistent in my worldview? Is is it possible that reality is not infinite? Is it possible that it is not eternal? That means that is it possible that there was a beginning and there will it will be an end to reality? No, Those are questions we, that I I really I mean in my worldview I'm I'm pretty clear my theory is pretty what, strong. But, but what do you to, mean? But what do you mean by? Is reality infinite? Is in what in what dimensions? Is it in time, in space, or both? Or there's both. A, a countless both. dimensions, even both. Now, fractions okay. of dimensions. Okay, so <laughs> that's a good question. Dimension. Yeah, it's a it's a very good question. If reality was just one uh, one uh, dimension, and it would then, be a, uh, a line. It would be a line without dimension because one dimension means that you have a line, but it has not no dimensionality, it has no diameter, it has no circumference. It's just a mental mental idea of a series of points, yeah? Following one after the other after the other without dimension because they are, they are dimensionless points and they, they form a one dimension, you know? So, you know, it's a very good question. How many dimensions are in reality? To my knowledge, there are four, but uh, according to uh, the M theory, it has about 10 or 11. Uh, but it, does it matter? Because if I establish that reality is infinite and eternal, does it matter how, how in, in, in the phenomenal side of it, in the, the structural side and of it, then, how, is it uh, how is it organized? And then what would it look like if it wasn't infinite and eternal? Yeah, ah, I mean, there's a beginning and an end, that, and then, yes. and then you, if you go far enough into space, then you hit a wall. Yes, like see, those are very good questions, and, and people don't ask those. But what happens? Let's, let's think for a second that we travel, we travel for an infinite time, and we and we look and we open our eyes after traveling an infinite time in one direction or any direction, it doesn't matter, but it's better to, to think one direction because if, if you travel in different directions, you could end up in the same place where you were to, at the, to begin with. Yeah, maybe. And they would say, hey, hey, you turned place. around, you turned around, so you know, you, you, didn't, you didn't go to the end. So let's say that we travel at the maximum speed, which I think has been established as the speed of light uh, for an infinite amount of time, and we open our eyes and our senses, and then we go, okay. When let's do we see decide, what... uh, it looks like it's infinite, let's go back home. Well, uh, see, uh, let, me, let me follow this, this uh, uh, mind but experiment, can, the thought there, experiment. There could be a mathematical equation that shows that it's infinite, but then it can't be proven. Or, well, or maybe it could be indirectly uh, proven uh, or, or evidence could come up saying, yeah, that, that agrees with that. Okay, well, let's so let's continue, let's continue yeah. believing that. Uh, well, otherwise, 
uh, something else comes up that says, no, it's not like that. Okay, let's but, assume for a second. Doesn't that let's help just... in living? It doesn't seem to help in living because uh, yes. people uh, can live without thinking about that or, or can they? Like, Rami, Absolutely. do you think about those things? Absolutely. David, you Absolutely. Things? You don't need to think in these terms to live. Absolutely. So you can you can go about your, you know, I wake up in the morning, brush your teeth if oh. you want to, uh, have breakfast if you want oh, to. Rami, what about your concept of God? Is is God infinite or finite? Is, is, there's the ideas of only omnipotent, omniscient, and all these things. Is that comparable to being infinite? Better than those words, God is almighty. Almighty, almighty. Superman? What does that mean? Like a super Superman? Well, the thing is, let me just share along with that, uh, with, with what Rami is saying, you know, is that you go back and look at the identification that God defines himself is that I am that I am. In other words, he's all nature, all universe, he's everything. And the thing is, it's basically the, the defining everything that exists in in life period you know and it doesn't exist well the That's, thing is in the creed well, it says that everything that is made and, and not made visible that? and invi invisible that's the creed of the of the romans Cre of, creeds are human-made constructs yeah, um, yeah you can't how do you how do you define and put the universe into a box and the same would be true with god how do you take don't, and put god into a box you know i don't I mean, put the, the universe in a box that's why I couldn't nickname I couldn't nickname uh, uh, reality God, but I don't because immediately the the memes the memes take over and people think I'm talking about a guy with a beer and a staff, but or a beer and a staff. I I equate uh, reality and the concept of God uh, exactly the same: eternal, infinite, one hundred percent natural. Yes. So you're the, you say the same thing I just said. Yes, okay, so, I, I just call it reality. So we don't have any ideas that it's a guy out there that made everything. Uh, on the first page of a, of, a, of a particular thread on the Orlando, original Orlando meetup philosophy group, Plato's Cave, as far as we know, that Hiro uh, is a big fan of called New File on the question of the existence of God. In that very first, I forget how many pages, perhaps 26 or so, maybe 28 pages worth wow. of discussion board threads. Yes, it's amazing. Right right on that first page, it took a few months, but I, I figured out that you, you cannot equate God with reality. And the reason why is you have to be able to test your reality. We are the ones being tested here. It's not well, us testing true. God. Yeah, that's right. Because it's just sort of like the... Uh... You know, the story I read about, you know, that, that Jesus had, you know, with the with the guy wanting his son healed. I mean, the thing is, it's up to the reality of that person that's being tested as to his belief and the reality that his son would actually be healed. So the thing is, it becomes an individual test for everybody with their relationship to um, to whatever you define as God, whether it be reality or the universe or whatever may be there. But it has specifics to the point of where each person is living and each person is tested as to their own reality versus the reality of existence. My question to you, uh, Romy, uh, we have to test reality 
do we have to test God? Does God test himself or herself or itself or can it? So God can test itself? No, no yes. way. God did test himself through his son. Yeah, right. In that, in that respect, yes. And through us, we are his sons too. So God is testing us through us, right? So we are testing reality in God ourselves. No, yeah. God is testing us. That's the difference. This is why <laughs> you'll, you'll understand more once you've gotten through a, a, a new theory of vision. Okay. Oh. If there is a God, I am it. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, you're saying something that people have been saying all throughout time. Um, who is the guy who said uh, about uh, uh, life being brutish? Famous political philosopher. Anyway, he had this saying, um, um, hell is knowing too late. Hell is knowing what? Too hell late. is knowing too late. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, if you don't believe, if you don't have it, then you end up in hell and you don't know it. because Well, and you, there you are living the hells. Memo. There have been living hells on Earth, well documented throughout the 20th century. Imagine yes. finding yourself in the gulag. Yeah. Because your country had turned into that place. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing is, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, sort of frustrating to me is like you use that word hell. Rami, the thing is, people are born raised with two definitions of hell. One is the Hebrew definition, and the other is the Greek definition. You know, the Hebrew definition is straight out uh, Gehenna, okay, yeah, which actually means the pride of ourselves. Mm -hmm. In other words, we take our own selves to our own hell. Um, and then the other definition is Hades, which is a position that some people have imagined um, that uh, people go to you know, when they're dead, period, you know, and this, there's all kinds of stories as to how, you know, that turns out, you know, and the thing is that there's to me more of a fantasy of reality than anything else, where you go to the real Greek understanding of hell, and it's very specific, and it not only applies to individuals, but it applies to governments, it applies to groups, I mean, it's it applies to all, everything across the board because, you know, hell is actually found within inside of, first of all, beginning myself, and then second of all, the community that I live in, then the um, state that I live in, the country I live in, the world that I live in, it just becomes expanded out. And that's what we're being exposed to right now in this, uh, in this you know, time of, I don't know what the hell you call it. <laughs> so the, the expression, I'll see you all in hell, could be changed to I see you all in hell. I didn't I didn't hear I, don't I know heard you say the it, same sentence twice but with different No, slaves. well let me let me say it a little bit better because my accent is bad. The expression I'll I will see you all in hell could be changed to I see you all in hell. Sure, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> exactly. Is there worse hell than this one? There are multiple levels according to Dante. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, go down, many, go many, down the Haiti side. Huh? Religions have come up with various degrees, and and uh, is there a way out of hell? Certainly. Yeah. How do you do that? Well, it's come just on. the opposite. Hey, hey of, give me the give me a, if you give me the cell, give me the key. 
It's just the opposite. It's called humility. Pride is the foundation of hell. Humility is the foundation of uh, heaven. You know. Goodbye, guys. That's it. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> well, you know, if if God existed. And if he came to see me, little me, I would look at him and go, where the hell have you been all this time, you son of a bitch? Well, maybe he's there and you just don't know it. I am it. Yes, I am well, it. So when I look at myself in the mirror, I go, what the hell are you doing? What's going on? What are you thinking? What are you intending? You well, know? I'd try to get out of that cave. I'd try to get out of that cave, you know, Louise, because... You can't see you can't see anything there. You can't see life. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, I feel like uh, I, I I I feel free. Being God is a very good feeling. Well, what's his name? Uh, who is it? Um, the guy over in China, Chairman Mao or whatever. <laughs> another one so he can tell everybody what to do you know i don't tell any you see that i am god but i don't tell anybody what to do only <laughs> tell god what to do Luis, did you, have you seen that picture of uh, of lenin vladimir lenin at the end of his life when yes. he's in the sanitarium and he's lost all the weight and his, his eyes are really wide yes 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 no but uh, i don't tell anybody what to do or how to think Although I am God in my in my own time, because I say I am reality. So if I interchange God and reality as a term, I am God. I am everything and nothing at the same time. And I do don't tell anybody what to do or how to think. I only tell myself what to do and what to think. Well, every time you open your mouth and you say something to somebody, you're speaking a literal. You speak something literal. You want somebody to believe what you believe. Hey, bring God, bring God for that. He's the one who made everything. Was that you? Yes. <laughs> okay, you, you can't, you can't, but here's the thing. This, this is, this is what God did. He gave you the volition, the ability, the capability. You've got the mind, you've got the body, all these things you can attribute to God, your physical matter. You, you own your physical, you, you owe your physical existence to the creator of the universe. Yes. However, in addition to all of that, he's also given you the ability to completely and utterly reject himself. God's made a very interesting universe. <laughs> How can you reach? Well, I mean, I understand your your thinking. By the way, who gave God all his uh, attributes? All right, not you or I. These are discovered. These are these are either revealed. I, listen, you like, like you try. Yeah, you tried to take me to infinity in in uh, in uh, ripples of uh, going outside, you know, to try to get to infinity or eternity. So I am doing that right now by asking if there is a God, if there were a God, who or what gave God his attributes? These would be self, well, um, self, self-given. But but you see. Uh, we right? in and of ourselves are so boring. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I don't think so. I don't feel boring, but you know, well, Luis, I go back to my original definition of God. When God, you know, 
defines himself. I am that I am. In other words, he's defining the universe itself, all things within inside of the universe. And the thing is, I don't go away from that definition at all. So the thing is, when you take and try to put a personal personify God, God is can't be personified, period. I mean, the thing is, people do that with the name of God, but then it's up to each individual to take and do their own definition of God. Can so reality thing, be personified? Uh, reality be personified? It is all the time by people. It is. A, is Every, reality a person? Is reality a person? Reality is personified by people all the time. Yes. So are so is God. That's not true. I mean, it is true if you accept that in your own heart and want to take and make God into a person. I mean, he had he had a son. I mean, if that's not personified, I'll I'll, I'll be darned. You yeah, know? but the only thing is you have to remember that most people don't read the Bible. They don't have any understanding of what's actually being said. The I thing have. is inside the, wait a second, inside the context of the teachings of Jesus, it says that he spoke specifically in parables or metaphors or whatever. And when people try to take and literalize, okay, his words and do that, okay, they've lost the whole context of what's even being said, period. You know, because the thing is everything, even in the Old Testament, is a parable to existence. It's not a parable to some person that thinks they're in charge of existence, you know, like yourself. It's it's a parable to No, no, I'm not in exist. charge of existence. What? I am not in charge of existence. Well, you I are in am, your own life. I am. You are existence. in your own life. Yeah, I am existence. Right. That's what I know oh. you are in you are in an existence. That's true. We all are. Well, I am Go this ahead, is really Robert. good. You said a, you said something really good there, Luis. You said I'm not in charge of existence. So one of the names for God is Alpha and Omega. He is He has created you. He has formed you out of dust. And when I say you, I could be speaking of mankind in whole. Yeah, and, and, and to dust you shall return. Right. So yes, that's that's a great recognition that you're not in charge of existence. The Omega, you will come to the end of your personal age, and mankind. Our entire species will come to an end as well. And at the end of the age, then what happens next happens next. Yeah. So if, uh, if reality is a process of being and non-being, oh. right? With Only little beginnings. Yeah. Little beginnings. So the whole process is that. A dynamic process of little, little beginnings and little ends. So... You can call God the dynamic process between zero and one. But but there's a there's a real usefulness um, in in understanding when when we acknowledge that that very basic teaching we all got in elementary school uh, uh, of the idea of the noun. The noun it, there are three parts. There's a, there are persons, there are places, there are things. You're wanting to take you're, you're wanting to take. And mix and jumble these things up, but yeah. but to have them as distinct yeah. concepts of noun, the, the, there's a really usefulness and utility that that's worth yeah. carrying forth through life. There is no noun without a verb, without adjective, without perception, without you know there there is I don't no know that noun. We need adjective that's not that's not true. That's not true at all because the thing is a single word okay describes an event period. But you need somebody to listen to it and somebody to utter it. So there's no word 
there's no word in and of itself. You need yes, somebody to you need utter it and somebody to listen to it and somebody to understand it. Everything is just one thing. Yeah, it's like boiling everything down to one thing too, which, which I is one word, the, which is the matter. Whole of reality, which has Every, no beginning and no, no end. Why, reality. It's matter. why give intentionality to reality or God? Or what's 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 it? If if we say that reality is not eternal and infinite, because it, there was something eternal and infinite before to make that little beginning and that little end, I just want to get to the end of it. I want to go to the source. I want to understand the very idea of something that is eternal, infinite, and, and uh, from which everything goes and comes. And that is reality itself. Why put a, a motor to a system that moves just by itself? Okay, so uh, what you're asking or what you're saying is I want to pray. Now, there's pray. a difference between praying, praying, P-R-A-Y, pray, praying to... An, an inanimate object or something material and praying to the creator of the universe, the first cause to all that is and all that will be and all that has ever been. Yeah, well, can we wait a minute? Uh, it, it, okay, let's say that uh, you say praying. I say I want to study the first cause, the verb. In the beginning, there was the verb. I want to study it. I want to know it scientifically. I don't want to pray to it. I don't want to bow down to it. I want to know it. I want to study. I want to get my, my facts together. For, for, for what purpose, Luis? Because I want to. <laughs> because it makes me tick. Okay. You know, that's... But, but how are you going to know it unless you experience it? That's right. I am experiencing it. How can okay. you experience something? How can you know something you do not experience? Yes, exactly. That's right. There. So it, it follows that in studying what I experience, I am studying the source of it. I don't make a distinction. I don't put okay, a yeah, line. But you're, trapped, you're trapped back in yourself again. Well, I yeah. don't put a line, a dividing line between 100% natural, which is what I see and touch and measure and everything, reality, we'll call it whatever you want. And something beyond that line that is not 100%, not natural, it's supernatural, like almighty. That, I, mean, I just don't, I don't see that line of demarcation. I don't see a line anywhere, as a matter of fact. I don't, there's no line other than what you said. It's a, a, an imaginary line. It's a virtual line. It's a made-believe made Let me try to verbalize this a little bit, Okay. You go back to the story that I told you about the man that went to Jesus to heal his son. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about praying, a person, when a person prays, okay, the actual definition in the Hebrew means to unite. So the thing is, for example, the guy that went to Jesus and prayed to Jesus, okay, to heal his son, he was actually uniting with Jesus Christ to have that issue taken care of. And when he found out that his son was healed, okay, that there was the sign, okay, of his belief of praying, of uniting with Jesus Christ, that of the existence of the fact that the child was cured from whatever the problem was. I mean, these are things that have variations that apply in different manners, 
but they're a belief inside of a person's own mind. And the belief, actually the things you believe, you're actually praying for whether you believe it or not. So the thing is, whatever you think, it's sort of your confinement. It goes back to Plato's cave where you're stuck in this here cave with your own beliefs of seeing whatever those things are. You cannot be open to things that are, open, that are seen by people through different eyes because you're stuck in your own beliefs. I don't know if this makes any sense to you or not, but I mean, that's, that's, that's the way I see it. You know, just like the guy yeah, that we... went to Jesus and asked for his son or whatever to be healed. And the thing is, it happened because there's faith in said I because, Now, wait a minute, man. Maybe there was faith. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe he was making it up. Maybe he was, uh, he was pretending. I, I don't know. But again, we agree that each mind is its own uh, uh, worldview. And we can only uh, talk about it, uh, compare notes, uh, uh, look at different perspectives. But at the end of the day, a mind is going to think what a mind is going to think. Actually, Everybody's reality... Here. Reality looks at itself through each individual consciousness with a certain degree of clarity or, or perspective. But, but so in that regard, if somebody says, I believe there is a God almighty that created everything and that uh, is going to decide whether if I go to hell or heaven, I say, OK, it's, it's fine. But I have my own view. I, I have my own view and I just don't I don't uh, I don't propose such a thing, but I do propose the reality to be also eternally and infinite, like everybody thinks about God. Yeah, here's Rami. <clears throat> here's the beauty of it, uh, Luis. We decide whether or not we, we, you know, what what our fate will be after the fact with how we how we choose not not by what we profess to believe, but how it is that we actually treat others. Wow. So the, that's the only thing we can decide on, actually, because we cannot decide where we're born, how tall we are, mm -hmm. if we're white or black or green or blue, uh, if our parents are nice or nasty, our teacher, the education we get, if we pay a lot of taxes or little, if we live in Africa or in, or in America. We don't decide anything, but the only thing we can decide is our eternal, uh, uh, our eternal box, where we're going to be put. Well, um, and we don't even have a manu owner's, owner's manual. We don't even know exactly how to do it because everything is relative. Like, well, hey, you have to well, be nice. How what we have nice? is our response, and not there. There are forces that 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 try to convince people that they don't have a response or that they don't have um, agency. Uh, so, I, I'm showing agency. I'm well, saying, no, this is this is all made. Uh, no, I, I I disagree with but, this idea. But, you know, in, in a in a in a Sartian sort of uh, no exit way. <laughs> but of course, there is no exit to reality. But as long as you are able to understand that and that you are it, so you are the you are the cell, you are your prison and your own guardian and your own uh, deliberator. And, and liberator. So, in a sense, it's such a it's way, such a lonely world that you live in, Luis. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am everything. I feel very connected. I I feel very connected to everybody and everything, and nothing at the same time. You have no idea how connected I feel since I I know that I'm talking to myself because I know that I am the whole of reality, and talking to you and David and Jairo or to myself. I am the whole token to the whole. I could not be any more connected. But you're not whole, and nor are you the whole. 
we can disagree on that. <laughs> well, but but you see, uh, from a social perspective, it, it, speaking with a solipsist, and maybe I've been there, and maybe that's why I'm able to say this. It, it, it's got a, it's 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 extremely boring and repetitive to the people within uh, that person's I'm, gravitational well. I'm sorry, and I, I'm here voluntarily <laughs> to let you I'm know. Sorry. I'm sorry for liked. everybody else. I'm sorry for everybody else, but I'm having a ball. <laughs> Certainly, and that, that's part of the trap. <laughs> well, I'm crazy. I'm deluded. <laughs> oh, I am no. like uh, Salieri at the end of the movie, Amadeus, and going around just, uh, you know. And, and consider what Salieri did to Mozart. Yes. So is that, is that, is that the fate? Is, do, you, do you want to be a Salieri? Do you want that to be the, the end of your life? Boy, well, Salieri was, was definitely... Uh, 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 very strong in the idea of God. He felt, uh, oh, he ooh. felt that God. He felt that God. Just to think about this, the delusion of Salieri. He felt that God. First, he believed in God, which is normal in those days. But he believed that God cheated him because he was a believer. He was a good man, and God gave that dissolute son of a bitch. Uh, a woman monger or a women monger, the, the the very thing that he wanted, which Indeed. was the absolute the absolute beauty of music to be in union with God, because that's the way he saw music, the the connection to God, and and of course he was completely deluded. To me, to begin with, is because he did believe that there was such a uh, such a God that would made such a blunder, you know, of giving the bad guy the ultimate uh, beauty of uh, being able to do music like that. He felt like God was wrong. So he believed in God and he questioned God. He was completely crazy. Because if you do believe in God, then you have to accept that, hey, everything he does is right. So I better take the shit that he dishes out to me. So, and, so you one, know, of, one of the things about uh, when, when you start getting into God um, belief is which one? And uh, Which God? Which which one? Because that you you see that throughout the the, the course of uh, of the Christian script. Yeah, which God? Because it's it's very easy to fall for a, a fake, a substitute, an idol, something that is less than that doesn't Absolutely, have a mind, yeah. that doesn't have any thoughts, that's just yeah. man created. And we it's can believe, create yeah. our concepts of God is a man created construct. If, if, if you believe, you already creating a concept. Well, okay. The fact so that we cannot okay. see it and measure it. <laughs> so, so there's the universe, imagined. and there's there's the model of the universe within our head, the simulation, right? Yes, yes. And and if God isn't like blowing you away with the universe itself directly, then 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 that thing that's in your head that you think is God is but an idol created a concept. Very good. But dangerous. if that concept, if you go out and you see this, oh my goodness, this beautiful sky, and you're like blown back by that because the, the, the beauty is intense and, and overwhelming and, and, and superior to anything that you yourself could have come up on your own with, then, then that, that's the difference of the experience. There's the, the concept of an idol yeah. versus the real. See, that feeling of uh, uh, oneness, this uh, uh, oh. peak experience can be had without in interposing 
the idea of belief in God because it's a belief. You, you, you don't see it. You don't touch it. You don't measure it. It's completely non-tangible, intangible, non-material, non-phenomenal. I don't need to put between the sky and my feeling of incredible oneness, this, this uh, experience of being one with all, I don't need to interpose the, uh, the, the, the idea of God between me and the sky and the, the feeling of uh, infinity and eternity. As a matter of fact, the more I thought about it, because I used to believe that, the more I thought about it, the more I had to take out the idea of that uh, ghost between me and the sky and me and reality and me and you. I'm reading, uh, you say you like poetry. I'm reading Micah chapter six. In that chapter. Um, you know, all I'm doing, I am not denying the existence of the infinite and eternal and almighty and all that. I just give it a different name, different characteristics. I just, I just uh, take the middle man out. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> Be between the mind, between the verb and itself. Well, you're becoming the middleman. Uh, and, yes. and, and, and yes, the, end result, the functional am, yes. end result of becoming the middleman is, yeah. um, is, is essentially to, to serve the force <laughs> that, that will lead to Mozart's death. <laughs> well, I haven't killed anybody yet. No, I, you don't I, have I don't to feel envious. I don't feel envious. I don't feel envious about anybody. But I guess it is true. I've taken out the middleman. I became, I became uh, it. Instead of thinking about it or uh, inventing it or praying to it, I became it, and now I took the middleman out. So I, I am, I am the end product, the in between, and and the, the beginning product. I am now the alpha and the omega. So, and I know that you infected years and years ago, Hiro, because he, he uses I am um, in his in his profile to to this group. So I. All these discussions, I, I always undertake them with the utmost respect, compassion, and understanding. Although I disagree on the uh, uh, perspectives, we have different perspectives. I, I understand and, uh, and respect uh, any other perspective. But this is good because, again, like you were saying, I try to poke holes into my own worldview, see if I can say, hey, well, I'm wrong. I, this, this doesn't make any sense. So uh, it's, a, it's an ongoing dynamic process, uh, which uh, is also uh, very pleasant. I, I enjoy it very much. It's better than watching are the news you, for sure. Are you having a peak experience? I am a peak experience. People ask uh, a lot, do you meditate? And I say, no, I'm a, I'm a walking meditation. So I am a peak experience. I am it. Is it, an, it. Uh, is it a, an a oceanic feeling of oneness that everything is perfect as it is? When you identify with the whole and you know that the whole is eternal, infinite, then immediately you feel you, you have transcended your own identity, your own body, your own mind, your own understanding, your own everything. And this is always at the essential level, not at the, because of course I cannot uh, fly away like a, uh, like a Superman and I cannot be in, in your mind or in your head or anywhere. But 
this is an understanding about the essence of any phenomenon, not every phenomenon. Are but you it in goes constant beyond. ataraxia, uh, eudaimonia? Yes. Essentially, yes. That doesn't mean that I'm not a, a human being worrying about paying bills and how I'm going to change the tires tomorrow. But I have transcended that understanding, and now I am seeing through uh, those events, those phenomena, those things at the uh, trivial, mundane level, and I am just going, seeing through them. It's the, what they call in the, in the Zen Wu Wei, doing without doing or non-doing. Or Dao. Mm -hmm. Rami yes, has a question. Oh, uh, has anyone here studied the life of Salvador Dali? We have a museum here. Yes, yes, right. yes, so, yes. So two things. Salvador Dali, um, he was an absolute monster to his sister. Yes. And to his someone parents. Someone asked him, are you on drugs? And Salvador Dali's response was, I am drugs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. So I, I studied uh, Dali a lot. I still listen to him because he, you see, in Dali, you see this individual that is seeing through things. Actually, you can see it in the way he draws uh, and he paints and he talks. I mean, you have to listen to him. This guy was an interesting, uh, an interesting uh, character. He was extremely intelligent, very well read. And at the same time, he had that uh, aura of delusion. Actually, he liked to portray himself as crazy because that brought him more money and more attention. He was very centered on money, but you can see in his madness uh, uh, a lot of this uh, uh, essential thinking, this, uh, this uh, uh, transcendental thinking. And uh, that, that didn't make him a good man, mind you. It didn't make him a good man in a Christian sense, in a mindful humanistic sense. He was a he was uh, he had his uh, addictions to money and fame and he did anything in his power to do that but in doing so he also revealed his uh, his side uh, where he had a, a pretty good idea of what we're talking about which is this transcendence of uh, 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 human consciousness that uh, almost pokes through the, the phenomenal side of reality and has a has a a bit of a sense of what uh, non-being is, the non-phenomenal or the noumenal side of, of being. Was so, he into uh, was he into like dreams and maybe Carl Jung and things like that? By the way, he was absolutely fervent in his belief in God, and his uh, his obsession was death, and uh, and uh, ended up in hell. So, uh, you know, in him, the strong belief, the magical thinking in God was a very strong, uh, a very strong factor in his being and well, in what he did. But he was a pain in the ass. 
He was a pain in the ass. Used, uh, Christian mythology in his paintings. Also, that. yeah, he, he, Jesus and God were he, all over the place. With, with he his, put a lot of twists into it. Yeah. yeah. Consider it can be stated that um, that Satan was absolutely uh, obsessed with God. Yeah. Um, also, it can be stated that atheists who rail against and who, who enter into debates with God are in in their own way obsessed also in their railing. Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. If, 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 any any worldview is an obsession. You can call that. I mean, every every mind, every consciousness. Not, not all. Not all. Well, some. But any any world any view is a view. And then you know how how you rate it as obsessed or non-obsessed. You know, it's, this, is, this brings a very, good, a very good question. And this is part of the psychology of this uh, peak uh, experience. That I, I propose that um, human consciousness, let's talk about us because we can't talk about mosquitoes. We don't know their lives very well. Or at least we know their lives, but we don't know how they think. But we know how we think. I talk to you, any of the three of you, and I pretty have a good idea what we, we think pretty much alike. But uh, any human consciousness is a, uh, can be described as a dipole uh, between attraction and repulsion. So we seek pleasant uh, experiences and we run away from unpleasant experiences. And we are constantly bouncing back and forth because in reality, pleasant and unpleasant are two extremes. So it is the extremes that get us, not the fact that it's pleasant or unpleasant. And what you said there about atheists that are adamant, adamant about their uh, fighting the idea of God or whatever, uh, is the description of this dipole in which every mind is a bit of a, of a, of a prisoner where it is not what we seek or what we run from that is good or bad, but it is the intensity with which our mind is affected by this attraction or repulsion. So, for example, somebody who likes eat to eat has attraction towards food, no big deal, but somebody that is bulimic um, uh, has a problem. And it's the intensity with which they cannot resist uh, eating and, and, uh, and overeating, uh, that is the problem, that creates the problem. On the other side, you can find a lot of stuff, phobias and stuff, that it's not the object itself, like a spider or heights, is the, the intensity with which you are repelled from it. So in, in talking about God, the existence of God or the non-existence of God, or any other subject, social injustice, uh, taxes, uh, the attack on the capital, uh, or whatever, uh, it is the intensity of the uh, uh, attraction or, or the repulsion that creates the, the problem. So you, all, everything you just said was you were talking about passion. Yes, uh, impulsivity, irrationality, emotionality mm. um, uh, the impulses of the the animal you know the in the you know we talk in the brain that we have the reptilian brain with the mammalian brain mammalian brain and then the human brain the the really really 
uh, uh, develop a, a prefrontal cortex the, where we the... rationalize, we logisticize, we perspectivize, etc. Et yes, we know all this, Luis. Let's hear it, Harold. Does, does uh, do these anomalies in in the dipole and causing uh, uh, ataxia or, or or imbalance or or suffering. Men mental dukkha, suffering, stress, anxiety. Do, do these uh, can these be overcome, but by a change in a worldview, like for example, if if we were to have taken Salvador Dali and changed his worldview to become atheistic, would that have cured his his uh, tendencies to treating people badly and, and to trying to uh, give the impression that he's a madman and, and do these things? Or because of his worldview, if he hadn't have had that worldview, then he wouldn't have produced such a great work. So some would say that if you remove God or religion, then, then, then the problems would go away. But 20th century has taught us, uh, for instance, by the Soviet Union, that that is not the case because the problem is within us. It's not God or um, it can't necessarily be, I mean, it can be alleviated by, by, uh, uh, by letting go of passions, but then you're not really living much. Um, but the worldview in, that was imposed on on the people under a, a, a totalitarian, dictatorial uh, government that was uh, trying to force things to happen quickly. And, and so they figured that the religion was the opium. So, so they kind of uh, forced it, but they, 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 they pretended to go along uh, or else they would get killed. So it was, it was not a real uh, change in worldview because they ended up going back to becoming Christian in the end. So, so maybe try, uh, forcing to change the worldview uh, didn't work in that case. But, but we're gradually changing our worldview to being more scientific and, and less uh, dependent on, on supernatural explanations. So isn't, isn't that similar? Isn't that going to benefit us all in the end? If it, I am the problem. In terms of technological advancement, but it, it, um, uh, the, it doesn't solve the human problem. See, uh, the, uh, Rami, I, I, my first response to that is, if I am the problem, I'm also the solution. Okay. Because if I am the problem and I cannot be the solution, there's a tyrant telling me what to do and how to do it. I'm, I'm not here to be an external locus of control. Um, right, right. I'm what, internal locus what, of control, yes. What, uh, what it is, though, what, what, what the Christian faith provides for us is, is a mechanism, and it's not just, this isn't unique to Christianity. You find this throughout many world religions and, and in slightly different ways, but I'll speak within that context because it's the one I'm most familiar with. The, the idea of sin 
which is that which misses the mark, is separable from the sinner. So you do not have to condemn the sinner. The sinner can turn from that which misses the mark. They can repent. They can change their mind and become open to a new way of seeing the world. Um, can you do that without a religion? Well, you know, I, I'm going to echo Jesus when he starts his, 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 his preaching ministry. He goes to the street corner and he says, um, change your way of thinking. <laughs> Repent. Let go. Let go of the old. Because the kingdom of heaven is right. at hand. If and Jesus like came that, down, if Jesus came down from heaven today, unbeknownst to you, and you met him in the corner of the street, mm -hmm. and he looked at you, Mm -hmm. Some guy out there with a beard or without a beard, doesn't matter. Right. And he told you, hey, repent. Change the way. Of to, are you, are you going to say, well, this is Jesus or is this a crazy guy? Well, that's a, that's a cause for you to think. And already you did, right? So you, 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 you took it from the approach, is this Jesus or is this a crazy guy? What, so what Jesus said was, um, and actually when you do see a guy on the corner saying repent, th that that... I mean, you might want to, through his words and through his actions, you, you don't necessarily know very much about the guy. But uh, at Pentecost, 50 days after Jesus ascended to heaven, he sent his helper, his spirit, the helper mm -hmm. is how, he's, how he describes. We, ghost. we often refer to him as the Holy Spirit. But that spirit is what binds these people yeah. who, who would be labeled Christians. And what they're doing is being the body of of christ upon the earth sharing the same message that jesus shared with his own disciples unto the ends of the earth could you see me as a some other guy that's uh, saying hey consider the following there, there have I, been I'm so many of you Luis, I'm, throughout time. i'm less pushy yeah i'm less pushy than jesus in the sense that i don't tell you hey you have to repent you have to think like this or you gotta Wait, say that again say that again you said you're that, less I, less, less, pushy, less pushy, less pushy, less less. Uh, Jesus isn't pushy. He's 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 rather gentle, but he he is he is very direct. That's for sure. But he's I am honest. much more indirect. I'm much more he, indirect. He, in, he, he he speaks the yeah. truth and within contexts within time. So yeah. you say if Jesus came to the earth, well, Jesus did come to the earth. There's plenty of people who will deny <laughs> Jesus's existence. Jesus's um, uh, of mission. Uh, so on and so forth and whatever. All I'm doing here is a little bit like Jesus. I'm uh, coming around and sharing my views and I'm saying, hey, consider the following. Yes, you've made disciples. My, uh, only one. Only one so far. <laughs> uh, so it's it's just, again, uh, uh, so the question that, going back to, to uh, uh, Hilo's question, uh, if if Dali had not been a fervent believer, faithful of uh, God and Jesus and the Holy Mary and everything, would it have made it a, made him a better person? You yeah. immediately said you immediately said that the problem we are the problem, and it is Christianity that saves us and makes us better. No, it's not Christianity uh, that saves us. No religion saves us. Faith? Uh, what is what? What is that saves yeah, us? You're closer to it when you say faith. Um, okay, so that's 
if he didn't have faith, would that uh, make uh, Dali better? He would. We don't I, know I, that I, he had faith. He had knowledge. If I had to guess, he was a neurotic, selfish, impossible, insufferable person. Sure. Uh, so it would have taken much more than not having faith to make him into well, a well, you make a, a that he had faith in 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 Christ. What he had was knowledge of God. Even demons have knowledge of God. Okay. This guy was uh, a, a Catholic, Apostolic, Roman. So he. Well, the, the, you got to be careful thing, with apostolic. Well, the, I'm not the, sure if the, you're using it in the, in the way that's the common usage well, of the word. But you can you can pretty much know that the Dali believed in Jesus, the Son of God, the tr the Holy Trinity, and everything uh, sure. in the in the oh, Catholic believe faith. in terms of having knowledge of. So Satan has knowledge of Jesus, right? And 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 the issue is, um, do you do anything if, about it? If if Dolly <laughs> right? if if Dolly had no religious upbringing or training or didn't exist in the in the state that he was in or or, or have any religious knowledge or uh, or uh, however you want to say indoctrination, he would yeah. still have been the asshole to his sister. More than likely, he would have still terrorized her. So the yeah. problem indeed does exist within the human being. And the Christian um, system says that 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 assholeness, that assholiness, comes and from the lack of is faith. not the complete person. The complete person is great. Is 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 the is the complete person, and it's and the behavior can be removed from the person if the person repents, turns from the behavior, and says, "I, I here's my here's my confession. I have been an asshole." I've been this horrible person who's done these horrible things and 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 it's made it's hurt others and it's made me sick and I'm turning away from that and 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 God help me shape me into no longer being the person who 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 carries who who hurts people who who does this asshole not, type behavior can you not do that without having to have a change in faith uh, let's say that you never believed never believed a darn thing and that you were a perfect perfectly acting intentions and actions and everything you can do the same thing without having well, to convert not, or, uh, or as far as we know only one person has been i've got to go my wife is calling me have a good one we'll leave it at that good See morning week. good day good week keep getting better mr to be uh, continued next week very <laughs> interesting thank a you thing of beauty hey we, we got you entertained for a couple hours. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was good. Thank you All very right. much. Listen, keep, keep, keep getting better. Uh, Move around. It, Try not to stay it, in bed too it much. It was a very interesting conversation. Very cordial and yes. very enlightening. And we covered uh, a lot of things. And, and we got in, into... Uh, the existence or non-existence of God, and, it, and whether religion or what what does it do for man, and is is there a way to do it without religion, or 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 is, or is, is there? Or is, is it there better to do it with? Is it is better to do it without religion? Yeah. Is the religion like a worldview? Is faith is, in is, religion a tyranny, just does, like any other political tyranny? The uh, does changing the world view affect a person to change 
their way or, or, or this just a realizing that, that one is doing something wrong. Is that enough? Yeah, you can keep yeah. your worldview, but there may be uh, change uh, your actions. Help. Yeah. Very good. I think this this is uh, this has a lot of traction. I hope a lot of people enjoy it. The three or four that I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. You're cleaning up there. You're cleaning the airways. Listen, try to move around a little bit. Don't spend uh, your time in bed there. All right. Yes. Thank you very much. Keep getting better. You're looking better. You lost a lot of weight. That's great. Look at that. Yeah. You look like a teenager. Oh, that's because I shaved. <laughs> that's what it was and but you're not eating you're not eating a lot of crap either <laughs> yes i'm getting well fed here it seems something i get to order what i what i want uh, or they call me to see what do you want for lunch what do you want for dinner what do you yeah. want for breakfast? all right but, buddy listen keep betting better you call me every day or give me an update every day all right. Thank don't you. keep me in the dark all right, thanks. According to our friends, I'm dark enough already because I have the audacity of calling myself God. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> Bye, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to end this meeting. And I'm going to upload it as soon as I can to YouTube. Wake up and think clearly. Bye. <laughs>